0: Welcome to the Secret of Childhood podcast. I'm your host, Hadir. I started this podcast to take you with me on a journey of rediscovering our vibrant inner voice from childhood, now reduced to a mere whisper. Drawing from my Montessori background, together with diverse guests, I hope that we can reconnect with our inner child, and in doing so, better understand and support our children in the process. So prepare yourself for a journey that might just send shivers down your spine as we uncover the magical years of childhood. I'm really excited for today's episode because we have a very special guest, Aisha Haymer, who is an incredible photographer and an incredibly fascinating human being. Aisha was homeschooled. Yes, I was. Could you tell us more about your photography, your homeschooling experience, and your journey that led you here. <laughs> led me to Dubai with two kids. So I grew up in the countryside
1: in Canada, far away from that now. But I grew up in the countryside in Canada. I was homeschooled. We're a family of five. I don't know how my mom did it, but she did it. <laughs> and yeah, we grew up on a on a hobby farm with horses, animals, a lot of greenery around us. And then I, once obviously growing older, I my mom was actually an artist as well. She is an artist. She's a painter. So art has always really been involved in our lives in all aspects and it led me to actually studying photography in Canada and then I took some time away from it to be honest for a while and I jumped into teaching. I was a preschool teacher for a couple of years. No. Uh, yeah wow yeah. in Canada uh, in Qatar actually I started in Qatar and then I came here and then after that I got back into my photography after having my first daughter mm. and I fell in love with motherhood photography and documentary style photography because my love for photography was always portrait and street photography and then obviously coming to Dubai there wasn't much of that <laughs> um, tell me about it <laughs>
0: yeah I know but your photos are incredible like, thank ma- you Allah. you thank really you. capture the raw thank you um emotions in the first like you really bring it to life thank you and I am super excited for your upcoming series yeah uh, what you with tell the, us more about
1: farming <laughs> yes um okay so I aside from photography like the documentary style photography and arts it's just something that I crave as a human I think we had this conversation over the phone, actually, and I always say that we're our most authentic selves when we're children. There's no pretending. There's no trying to impress. There's no really room for error. You are who you are, it's like you're unapologetically. Unfiltered. Yeah. And so I think, obviously, every seven years they say that you actually lose yourself and find yourself again and lose yourself and find yourself again. And then with motherhood, I mean... You lose yourself over and (laughs) over every six months. But only recently, I started going back to the things that I loved doing as a child. And I really want that for my girls. And I think it's a really hard thing to actually find in Dubai. So for the past couple of years, I mean, I spend most weekends when the weather is nice on different stables or exploring different farms and areas like flower farms and things like that in Dubai and so recently I took the girls actually I have two little girls and we, we went off to Georgia
0: Aww. yeah and
1: we stayed on a horse farm for a week and I was just like oh this is what I want like this is what I want for my kids my girls it's so important for them to be around nature and just to be exploring aimlessly and so we're starting um, like farming workshops for kids it's like child farming where they're it's doing incredible. planting workshops and harvesting veggies and riding horses.
0: Just learning about different animals, the yeah. way things grow. And, you know, like with nature, I think we take everything for granted, right? Mm-hmm. But, but children don't. And that's why it's so beautiful to be around them because yeah. every experience is new for them. Exactly. They're coming into contact with the world and they're learning and they want to learn. For so they have a love for... Nature that I think um, we as adults have become so frightened from it. You know, it's raining. We're not going to go outdoors. Instead of dressing for the rain and enjoying the, the abundance that it provides. And there's so much experiences that the nature provides. And we often forget as adults that it's actually, it has a huge developmental influence on the of child of that age. Because I think now in modern society, children, their first contact with nature more often than not is through TV. And it's... Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very distorted reality because they're learning, they see like farm animals or the grass or elements of nature in the 2D. And at that age, they can't really differentiate between what's real and what's not. Mm-hmm. So it's just, can you only imagine the developmental opportunities that they're missing out on? In Ibadalma, they, they're developing their sense of hearing by listening to the birds sing or, yeah, you know, their, their, sense, hearing their touch sense of smell. Yeah and it's like like we were saying yesterday in, the average child knows a, a bm and a mercedes and can't yeah. t- tell you the name of a sunflower or a lily yeah in dubai for sure <laughs> for sure yeah it's yeah. uh but this is why this is
1: exactly why i want to start this for them and the thing is that i i do these things with my kids it's not something that i don't authentically live by i really do truly believe in the importance of being outdoors being able to climb a tree as simple as that like climate tree you know kids yeah. don't do that anymore playing in the grass running barefoot like just going barefoot grounds you there's so much science behind it so I Cause think because
0: we are nature right yeah so it just it just yeah. makes sense to be disconnected yeah. in that sense you yeah. know getting your hands dirty and yeah. yeah definitely
1: and nurturing nurturing life you're nurturing the animals you're nurturing the ground the soil the, so I really I do hope that this.
0: Have you seen a change when you've exposed them to more uh, nature with your children?
1: They're so much happier. Mm-hmm. Like that was something that I saw when, when I took the girls to Georgia and we stayed on the farm. And this is how I lived as a child. And that's what I wanted them to experience it as well. And we would spend the entire day doing absolutely nothing. But Something, but you know it exactly like they were building fairy houses all day just collecting loose parts leaves stones and all day it just kept them so so busy. We're following the cows around and riding horses every day Um, They were helping in the barn and they were so busy. My Fairus still talks about it. Oh. <laughs> She's like, I want to go back to Georgia. <laughs> so take, me, with take you. me back. I'm like,
0: me too, <laughs>
1: Um, and it was all a farm to table experience, which I want for for them as well. Like You need to th-
0: tell me about this, please. Mark. I will. I will. <laughs>
1: I'm but definitely yeah, going. <laughs> yeah. No, I definitely will. But it's such a beautiful thing and there's so much learning from it. For example, my mom, um, this is something that we because I had actually I spoke to my mom about the The Littlest Farm, that's what we're calling it. But the Littlest Farm series here in Dubai during harvest season. And um, she's, again, an artist. Like, we go back to that. And so she'll be doing, like, watercolors for the kids. And she bakes her own sourdough bread. Like, all these things Mm. are so nice for kids to do and to be part of. Growing up, we used to we had an organic farm, so everything was taken care of by nature. Like the eggshells would keep the potato bugs off the potatoes, and oh. my mom would can jars and jars of
0: tomatoes. And you would actually day. like it's your lived experience. Yeah, it's not someone yeah. telling you this is the way it
1: works. You no. you actually witness it. Yeah, and I miss you. it. I definitely, especially here in Dubai, like mm. I do miss it. And I don't. Everything's think- like instant. I know. You know. Yeah, canned tomatoes.
0: <laughs> and you don't know where yeah. it comes
1: from. No, you don't. So, so it's a really, really, really nice thing. Um, but
0: you were saying something that I love. You know, yeah. you weren't doing anything, but you were actually doing so much. Yeah. And I think this ties really well to another point that I wanted to discuss with you mm-hmm. is children interact with their environment very differently. Mm-hmm. So they do things for the process and not for the product. The concept of process over product. And, sure. and yeah, what that means to you and how you practice it with your children and your work. I think that's a beautiful way of, of putting it obviously art
1: and for so long even it's known worldwide that it is obviously a form of expression and for little kids there's no perfecting it whatever outcome comes it's an end result of some sort of masterpiece mm. um, nothing is perfect and there's no seeing or telling that like there it's beautiful if you look at a child's artwork and it's you think it's all scribbles and wobbly paintbrush strokes and but at the end of the day it is a masterpiece yeah. in itself and that is a child expressing themselves in different ways uh, using different brush strokes and hand strokes I do believe obviously especially with my kids that there's no perfecting perfecting art like when you're saying you have to teach them how to hold the brush and things like that and you can elaborate a little bit I feel like a lot of people don't know too much about the whole art relation with Montessori yes so maybe it's something that you could actually dapple definitely more into
0: it's a touchy topic right <laughs> because well, Maria Montessori, she didn't really believe in free drawing. Yeah. Which is uh, not a lot of people like to. I know <laughs> to that's hear. my way, This is my only thing with One star. I'm like, mm, there's not enough art, but, but the fact that you. No, there's a lot of art yeah. in the classroom. Okay, amazing. Um, and it's manifested in, in so many ways because art has so many mediums, right? So yeah. it's like through poems, songs, and stories, you know, mm-hmm. the illustrations that they see in the books. We're always rotating artists' Pistas, pieces yeah. on the walls. Okay. And, and we talk about their biography and we encourage the children to do like, who am I questions and, and illustrate. But for art specifically, we do have an art corner. And um, there's an easel and we provide all the different mediums so for the child to use. But let me, I, I'm trying to, re, to frame it in a way to make you understand. Like, I think Montessori is, um, there's two myths around it, right? There's too much freedom. That you let the child do whatever they want.
1: Which is so untrue. Which
0: is not true. And yeah. then there's too much structure. It's too rigid. Mm-hmm. That there's no freedom. Yeah. You have two sides of the spectrum. Yeah. And I think both of these betray the idea of freedom. Because when you revisit the idea of freedom, it's like... You have to think of it in terms of what the child is capable of doing. So mm-hmm. if the child cannot hold... If, if the child doesn't have coordinated movements and can't hold... A paintbrush. Um, a paintbrush or a, paint pencil. Brush or a yeah. pencil. And you give him a pencil... Then you're setting him up for failure. You haven't prepared the hand to be able to creatively express what the mind wants to convey, right, on paper. Mm-hmm. And it's and equally the same like you can't expect the child to sit still if they haven't been engrossed in an activity that wholly captured their mind and their movements, you know? Yeah. Because you can occupy a child with an activity, their movements can be engaged, but their mind is somewhere else.
1: But this is what I love about Montessori and a couple other curriculums like Reggio, and but we'll focus obviously on, on Montessori, is that being homeschooled myself, you have the freedom to explore things that captivate you mm. as a child and you have the freedom to move around a classroom like in traditional classroom settings which i'm not actually super fond of although i mean it's kind of contradictory my child goes to a <laughs> british uh, our british i mean school, they all work I,
0: right i they all it's work a- but
1: but i truly like i do admire that about montessori is yeah. that they have the freedom especially for children that have um adhd or yeah. you know like th- they have that freedom to move around a classroom and explore things that they're actually interested, interested in, in, in yeah. where you don't find that in a traditional classroom. And I mean, being homeschooled myself, we had that freedom to do those things. My mom really did focus on the things that we loved. For example, writing as an art form. I do write poetry anytime I'm trying to express myself. It's the only way I can mm. really, really elaborate what I'm feeling. I struggle to do it when speaking with someone, but that is a form of expression itself that is art. So of it's beautiful. So i mean there's so many different outlets in the art world where you can um
0: pursue yeah and that you can even writing is a form of art right exactly and going back to your that point is that you know like with the freedom you just reminded me it's like Mm -hmm. you know there's freedom to move within the classroom yeah you can get up at any time and take any activity given that you've been presented and you know how to use it yeah but within limits so you have you're allowed to move Mm-hmm. We don't run, we walk in the environment. yeah, you're allowed to move, but we walk around our friends' mats. we don't step on their work. Mm-hmm. You're allowed to observe your friend provided you don't disrupt them right? Yeah. So there's freedom within limits. yeah and this is something that is um, that parents struggle to understand is that we do offer so many freedoms. If you just give freedom and like you say, yeah, you can do this, you can do this, you can do that, then there is no you don't set the expectations.
1: But that's also of the a teaching that's a teaching element as well because you're setting here teaching a child how to set boundaries and boundaries are, are so, so important yeah so so important uh, and to respect themselves and the people around them mm. so when you, that's beautiful actually i didn't
0: and the way that we yeah. do it is is also we have it it's through grace and courtesy groups and, okay and, and, I, and i love grace and courtesy because they are and either the most important the minute a child comes into the classroom We do groups every single day. And the groups are a beautiful way of role modeling, how we expect them to behave. And then we invite each child to act it out to have their opportunity to practice what they've been shown. To role play. Yeah, we show, we don't tell, right? Yeah. And it's also beautiful because we have the mixed age setting. So mm-hmm. the older ones, they really role model to the younger ones and they look up to them. So we always have the policemen of the class. Yeah, <laughs> <That's so laughs> Which cute. is usually the four-year-old. <laughs> That's so cute. Huh. But yeah, going back to art... Um, I know, we keep getting distracted.
1: <laughs> We're like, art, farming. Yeah.
0: yeah. But that's the beauty of it, right? Because yeah. everything is so interconnected. There is it nothing is. that is separate from each other. And, and in that way, so we have a primary activity that is in direct preparation for art. And it's called the metal insets. And the metal insets are a number of shapes. Okay. Geometric shapes. Okay. You have to see them in person to really understand what I mean. But the geometric shapes are beautiful because... If you look at the alphabet, Mm -hmm. it is a bunch of geometric shapes, right? Mm -hmm. So it kind of, in an artistic way, prepares the hand for writing and writing the alphabet. So when they're tracing the sandpaper letters, but also it gives them a key. It gives them a key to any artwork that they want to do, because the foundation of everything is shapes. Like if you look all around you in nature, it is shapes. Mm -hmm. And in that way, it's not that she, I don't think that she's so much against like, Free drawing, in that sense, the way that we understand it, it's more of giving the children the keys for success to be able to do free style drawings where they can express themselves in a very beautiful way.
1: You're giving them the tools and the, the means to. You're exactly. pre,
0: you're pre, Montessori is a lot of
1: preparation, like for for anything really in life. You're constantly prepping the child.
0: I think it's a right? lot of it's a, it's a lot of preparation. So that's the thing, right? If you that's taking us a completely different. Yeah, yeah no, no Again, but uh, back to no, art. No, but but it's it's yeah. actually on that note, it's uh, it's worth mentioning that Montessori, story. She talks a lot about how education is an aid to life. Mm-hmm. We prepare the child for life. Mm-hmm. We don't prepare the child for school. Yeah, and I think what that means to me is that you develop into a full human being, right? Mm-hmm. Because academics is one dimension, and it's so important. I'm not you know I'm not diminishing its it's, it's importance but I think equally important is the social development to be able to have the tools to navigate through social conflict in a very graceful way and to be able to be in touch with your emotions and express how you feel in a very safe way and I think that at such a young age being able to express these things is so important because if you keep it in and if you struggle to communicate these things it becomes uh, this is where the inner voice becomes a whisper right Because you stop listening to yourself. Yeah. And you get the message that it's not okay for you to feel these things. And like, for example, we provide so many opportunities in the classroom for social, for them to negotiate social problems. So for example, you know, there's a lot of opportunities where they can work in groups and they have to divide the labor. Who's going to go first? Who's going to go after? And they need to wait patiently for their turn. And whenever there is a conflict, you know, the teacher she prompts questions. So like, what can we do about that? What do you think we can do? And it's very much, it comes from within because I think it's so important to be able to independently think for yourself. Childhood learning is such a beautiful thing. It really is. And Montessori does...
1: Obviously, it provides the tools for the child, but at the end of the day, it's self discovery, kind of in a sense. Yeah. And children are honestly magical. So. Yeah,
0: we don't steal this discovery from yeah. them. Like they, they need to make the knowledge their own. And like yeah. you said, you know, your mother, she always made sure that you were learning the things that you were interested in. Yeah. And I think interest is so important because now, only now, science is showing that you need three things to be successful, to learn. And one of them is motivation, mm-hmm. which is basically interest. Yeah. If you're not motivated about what you're learning, it won't stay with you yeah oh honestly 100% even so we were
1: a family of five my older sister Lila was super super interested in the sciences and she i mean her first i don't even remember how old she was i think she was 12 and my mom bought her her first microscope oh um, and she's a doctor now
0: <laughs> wow that's, that's it. it drove beautiful. her in that direction
1: because she was allowed that room to kind of explore and discover and she really my mom saw that so she, 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 she this really is something fulfilled that she, her full yeah, potential she, she's a doctor at such a
0: young age she was supported yeah, yeah exactly wow Wow.
1: and for me that my mom did that for me as well like I was always writing I was always in the flower fields I was always outside with the horses and just kind of discovering myself through art writing was my favorite to be honest it was my favorite subject I guess you would say isn't it interesting though that you know you
0: grew up in the same house and everyone has such such interests
1: oh yeah like I'm the where do you think that comes (laughs) from (laughs) um Super, because I, I come is. from a big family too. As well, I know your family five as well, right? i we're eight.
0: Oh my god! Yeah, including me, we are eight. Wow! Yeah, and
1: everyone is so different. Everyone is yeah.
0: so different. Yeah.
1: And it's so important to nurture those differences. Like, I can tell, I mean, Nadia is only two and Fairuz is four, but they're so different and their interests are completely different. One of them is all into like fairies and, you know, the magical elements of life and unicorns. And the other one's just, Nadia just wants to kick a ball. She she doesn't love that. She she really, but Fairuz, like, Fairuz loves art. So we do have like a little art table that she has access to at all times with Mm. her pastels and she does I do believe in the freedom to express (coughs) with any kind of medium of art and pastels paints watercolors whatever you want to do I mean at the end of the day for me it is just creative expression so she does have access to like a little art table that she can open up whenever she wants and paper and
0: yeah and uh, I think like I'm not a mother myself yeah uh, I think um, knowing that each child follows their interest is a Mm -hmm. huge relief for you because you don't need to like stuff the child with you're gonna do this you're gonna yeah. you're gonna do that like they show you yeah. if you let them show you they will yeah. show you yeah. and you just need to respond to that by providing a really rich environment to nurture that love yeah. for whatever it is that they have and that's beautiful you know? i do want to this it is
1: like what you're saying right now really this is a huge reason why I want to start these little farming sessions and implement art into them as well because these are all ways of expressing yourself Mm -hmm. as little children like in the gardens and in the there's so much expression through being outside there's so much expression through discovering different materials to draw with and to paint and to use your hands sometimes it's so funny because her little cousins will come over and I'll come out into the living room and there's just paint everywhere. And <laughs> Feiru herself knows that she's not supposed to be doing that. But when her friends come over and, and then the moms are like, why do they have access to
0: this? <laughs> I'm like, wow. Well,
1: but you, you know, usually, that's
0: fine. Because yeah, then, the, yeah. then, you know, if there's paint everywhere, then there's a consequence. We need to clean up after. Yeah. Exactly. so they learn
1: this is the Montessori they, coming out in your ra- <laughs> clean
0: up I was like it's fine like yeah. us, we're gonna get dirty we'll clean up yeah. you know there's no worries Oh yeah.
1: no and we do they, like finger paints in the yeah. bathtub and we like this is fine that's a fine mess but I remember Faidu's coming out to me when she's like the moms are Dude. probably anxious yeah. <laughs> and I like oh no but I remember one day Faye came out, she was about two and she had just started talking and she was like, blue. And I was like, oh God. She's like, couch blue and we have a white couch. And I was like, oh, oh no. no. <laughs> and she went out and she had like scribbled blue crayon all over okay, the couch.
0: Okay. I was like, okay. I thought she actually thought the color, the color was blue. No, no, no.
1: It was a white canvas. So we, um, <laughs> Lovely. that's again like complementing the whole boundary setting in Montessori, as well as obviously we don't draw on the furniture. Yeah, exactly. So. There are limits within learning. Yes. Um, and expressing yourself through art is limitless. But I mean, in general, I think there's so many beautiful things about Montessori that do prepare you for all things in life, really, as a young child.
0: Yeah, and I don't believe in uh, subjects, like in Mm -hmm. segregating the subjects, because I think everything is so interconnected. Yeah, I'm like English, a subject English. Yeah, Yeah. no, but it's true, because everything indirectly prepares you for something, right? Mm -hmm. Even the most uh, simple activities or mundane activities. Mm -hmm. I always give the example of like... uh, Something as simple as one of our preliminary activities is pouring from one jug to the to the next. And there's so many reasons why. I know. We, I know the pouring. That. The yeah. But one of the things is it, it's a preparation for maths, mm-hmm. right? Because you have to calculate. You're measuring your movements, mm-hmm. and if you just move one centimeter away, it's gonna go out of the jug. If you are too close, it's gonna make a sound. Mm-hmm. If you do it too fast, it'll pour. Mm-hmm. It'll spill out of the jug. So it's like, you don't think about these meticulous details behind an activity. Of course. And we take it for granted. So I love being around children. A lot of work, but they're fun. (laughs) (laughs) They really are.
1: And I think they bring you back to it. If you are, yeah, if you are open to kind of really just engaging with them, you do come back to, and that's what actually led me back to, okay, you really genuinely are your most authentic self when you're a child. There's no someone telling you that it's wrong to believe or feel that way or to love something, to truly love something. Do you um, think
0: they heal parts of you? Um, yeah, they can. I think
1: it's a lot of, as a mom, mm. like put aside, yeah, they do, of course. There's a lot of self-discovery in it. Like when you're when you're around children, you're discovering a lot about they're teaching you more than you're than teaching, you're teaching them. them. Like this, I think, is a famous quote by Dr. Seuss. No, I, I don't know. know. I don't Probably. Know. <laughs> <laughs> but it is like, and you genuinely do. You learn so much from them. If you really allow yourself to just get down eye level and engage with them in an activity or being outdoors and discovering honeybees for example or the process like there's so much this is why i mean there's so much learning in farming and my mom allowed us to do that we were tapping maple trees when we were like nine ten years old and the whole process from sap to maple syrup like Mm. there's a whole learning element to it like to have patience we were planting the gardens Mm. there's so much learning in everything honeybees geometric shapes and you know in the beehives and we were what is it oh my god marking butterflies and tracking them from wherever so it was actually this was when we were actually a bit older (laughs) but
0: so how long migration of butterflies and how long were you homeschooled for
1: up until college
0: uh, yeah i don't know how my mom did you struggle when you enter college
1: so socially a little bit. Yeah. Like, I think because you're in your village kind of, you know, mm. we were a family of five, but we were always together. And I mean, we did interact during like maybe our martial arts practices and things like that. And people would come up to visit us. But to be honest, socially, yes, mm. I did. I was like, OK, <laughs> just get back in my turtle shell. Who are you guys? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> um. But I mean, you would, you learn.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's incredible.
1: That's probably the only thing that I struggled with going to once I did enter. We weren't always homeschooled. My mom pulled us out of school in grade one, year one. Mm. So we were going, we were all in traditional
0: That's traditional a courageous uh, move. Hippie artist. <laughs> on five, five children homeschooled. Yeah. Oof.
1: And she did it. I still, to this day, I'm like, how? Did you have,
0: like, how did your day look like? Did you have, like, a structure, like?
1: we would read in the mornings okay that was something that we did we would read in the mornings um we did do quite a bit of of art when we asked um but i just remember with reading like we would all come together on our dining room table and she would read and teach us about ancient egypt um i remember we were dissecting octopuses and Frogs at one point like it was just so different (laughs) I remember that because I was like ew (laughs) my sister was all into it though she was she had her little um the doctor she she loved it but yeah and I mean one of our lessons one of our learning lessons these are the things that are super uh what's the word that I'm looking for (laughs) like they're Really ingrained. Ingrained in my head. Yeah. We had built our own incubator to hatch our own eggs. Wow. The chicken eggs. And I mean, that taught us so much. So that's so much. There's so much learning in all these things. But yeah, I personally like art is one of the biggest things for me to... That expressive outlet for me, myself. And what I want for my kids.
0: Well, actually, since you're an expert. (laughs) I'm not an expert. Um, Since you're gifted. (laughs) um, Can you give our listeners for how they can incorporate self-expression just in their day with their children or for themselves. Like very simple things that are very accessible to anyone. And, and, you know, little things go a very long way. So if you could just give us like tips on how to do that.
1: I think honestly, just giving your kids and yourself that access to these materials like plain paper or an access to a crayon box where they can go and there's so many fun activities that you can actually do with your kids and I remember I used to do them in the classroom and you get down with them and you you storytell through drawing or you like we would draw a whole story we would take out a roll of paper and just tape it to the floor and draw that out or tape it to the walls and go crazy with messy art and Mm. or underneath the table because that's building the fine motor like we would tape the paper at the bottom of the table and we would all (laughs) lay down and draw with our um, That's really great, and it's yeah. it's also so fun. Like it is, and you you end up having fun as well. But definitely, I think just giving your children access to materials that maybe maybe not acrylic paint.
0: <laughs> I've made that mistake before. <laughs> so they before. don't paint the, <laughs> <couch. laughs> the white couch.
1: I've made that mistake. <laughs> Couches <is> sometimes blue. <laughs> the couch is blue. But like I oh my god, I have so many writings on my on my walls. <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> Just, just having access to give them the means. Yeah, yeah, the means, just so that they can go. Okay, mom, I wanna, mom, I wanna draw. Or, Mommy, I wanna draw. Okay, and they know exactly where to go,
0: because
1: mm. that is them wanting to express themselves in that moment. Or, I mean, Feidu's comes down. and is like I wanna write a letter to dad. I wanna, you know. And although she's not writing for her, she is. If, to me if you look at it it's all scribbles but no she's she thinks she's writing something to him or drawing him a picture and drawing our family and this is her her being able to explain Nadja's all about the scribbles <laughs> but wow but I mean just giving creating that space for them mm. I think is the best way I'm a photographer so I mean I have little gidgety cameras for them that obviously not nothing professional but like Polaroid cameras and things they that probably they probably love that Oh my god,
0: they love it because it prints.
1: <laughs> it prints, but like polaroid cameras and little digital cameras that they can play around with and capture things that they want in that moment. Yeah, um, and they do see me doing. So I've taken Farida sometimes with me on shoots, and she'll ask if she can use my camera, and she'll take. She's actually taken some pretty mm. nice
0: pictures. <laughs> so, so just they, to include them in in the day to day, the things that you do day to day, and. And learn from them yeah. because they can make it so much yeah. more fun. And if
1: you're interested in something, they're going to be interested in something as well. Like mm. I know for going back to that, like photography, okay, is something that I love and it's my passion and being around horses and on the farm. But they find so much love in that as well, especially when they see that you're thriving or you're in an environment that you're so happy in. They want to explore that with you and then you end up doing things with like you end up building fairy houses that you can get that high and you're like whoa <laughs> and you're stacking them in a way you're not using any materials that aren't coming from nature so there's yeah. so much learning in that too like if you put the weight of this stone here it'll hold it you mm-hmm. know but i think just just kind of getting down and gritty with your kids and
0: keeping it simple yeah. yeah yeah definitely wow i think we can keep going and going and going so <laughs> we can we can go on forever but before we bring it yeah. to a close i actually want to read a quote by okay. maria montessori So she says in The Discovery of the Child, In a city, a child would say that he is tired after a brief walk. And this leads us to believe that he lacks strength. But his sluggishness comes from the artificiality of his environment, from his awkward clothing, from the pain which his small feet suffer from their leather shoes as they strike the bare pavement of the city streets, and from the enervating example of those who walk about him silent, indifferent, and without a smile very familiar in Dubai. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I'm just like, this is exactly why. (laughs) A club which he might join or attractive clothes which he might bring admiration are nothing to him. He is on a leash. He is enshrined by laziness and would like to be dragged along. So, you know, I think the takeaways from this episode is to reconnect with nature Mm -hmm. and if we allow that for our children they can teach us so much we think and know the child is tired or that we are tired but it's because we've become used to it it's become a habit mm-hmm. and I think when we shed that when we let go of that and we kind of surrender to the abundance that, that nature provides we can learn so much from it
1: for sure that's actually such a beautiful section that you've read and it honestly is exactly my whole thought process of just letting your kids be out and i'm telling you like climbing trees and be, you're doing everything and nothing yes um out when you're outside and this is exactly that's so, so beautiful actually there's also a really nice poem that you should look at by Khalil Gibran it's one of my favorites i, I don't yeah. know if he's my favorite <laughs> I, I don't know if you've read it it's on it's called on children it's no. from the prophet no. um his book the prophet do it's, you want to read it so goes, And a woman who held a babe against her bosom said, Speak to us of children. Your children are not your children. They are the sons and daughters of life's longing for itself. They come through you, but not from you. And though they are with you, yet they belong not to you. You may give them your love, but not your thoughts, for they have their own thoughts. You may house their bodies, but not their souls, for their souls dwell in a house of tomorrow which you cannot visit, not even in your dreams. You may strive to be like them, but seek not to make them like you. For life goes not backward, nor tarries with yesterday. You are the bows from which your children, as living arrows, are sent forth. The archer sees the mark upon the path of the infinite, and he bends you with his might, that his arrow may go swift and far. Let your bending in the archer's hand be for gladness, for even as he loves the arrow that flies, so he loves also the bow that is stable. I think you should read that because I messed that up. It's really,
0: wow. <laughs> that, I, that by like, I messed that up I like,
1: messed up quite a few words. No, it,
0: it's beautiful.
1: But the whole, the whole concept is basically not trying to mold your child into something that it's not going to be. And to just allow them to be free. That's why I love it. But beautiful. I think you should definitely.
0: No, you read it so beautifully. <laughs> I'm like, oops. <laughs> Slurred a couple words there. But I love that poem. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. There's so much to reflect on. I'm so grateful that we had the opportunity to have you as our guest. Thanks for having me. And I'm so excited for everything that you're going to be doing.
1: Hopefully we'll do things together as well. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm super excited for your school and for it to be accessible to parents here in Dubai. It's so beautiful. Yeah, Uh, Definitely check it out. (laughs) Thank you, Aisha. Thank you, Hadith.